Well, hello there, everyone, and welcome to the Warner Brothers logo that has been around for as long as I've been watching movies, probably. I'm pretty sure it was at the beginning of My Dog Skip. Dong, ding, 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 you know that one? Privet Drive! Okay, yeah, so we're watching the first Harry Potter movie. I love Privet Drive because when this film came out, we're going to go back to 2001. I'm going to give you a little, uh... A little sense of what it was like <clears throat> for a nine-year-old me, uh, 90s kid, all the way baby, 92 squad. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, I grew up, when we were living in California, This when this came out, we, were, we lived on Privet Place. So the fact that this takes place, like 5% of it on Privet Drive was like, whoa! But that was like, it. yeah, I'm not a British kid at all. <clears throat> so here's Dumbledore. Oh, um, I fairly recall this. I haven't read the books in a long time. I actually read part of this one, the Stephen Fry audiobook, at some point in the last five years. But uh, I do remember this, even at the time, being like, oh, wow, this is, like, super faithful to the book. We used to read the book. I went to Catholic school, and I've always found it weird <clears throat> that, like, when people see Harry Potter, they usually associate it with, like, you know, Banned books, book burnings, oval, witchcraft, and stuff. For whatever reason, my Catholic school didn't... We read this. <laughs> the teacher read this to us every day in, like, second grade or third grade or something. So, like, I was... I happened to be in a very liberal Catholic school, I guess. But, uh... Yeah, this was very faithful to the book. <clears throat> Which makes a lot of sense. Uh, this is directed by Christopher Columbus. I'm sorry, Chris Columbus. Is it Christopher or is it just Chris? I always see Chris... Chris, okay, it is just Chris. Chris Joseph Columbus, uh, he's a very... I don't want to say unimaginative, but he's a very straight line, you know, like Winston Churchill said, there are straight line thinkers and corkscrew thinkers. Chris Columbus is a very straight line thinker when it comes to filming. <clears throat> I, I actually saw parts of this like a while back, like a year or two ago. And I was like, wow, this is definitely a Chris Columbus film. Everything's, like, very flat, and there's not a lot of, like, oh, look at that shot. There's not a lot of that. And then we get to Prisoner of Azkaban, which is my favorite film ever. Well, not ever, but... <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God! So, yeah. Uh, the first two films are going to be... Hang on. I know who fil I know who directed Azkaban. Alfonso Cuaron. Yeah, that's it. That's why it goes from, like... Oh, boring to... Oh, yeah! That's not boring. The The filmography is kind of eh. But yeah, I've got my... Don't call them mini Oreos. Call them Oreo minis, because that's proper. We, we didn't... They don't make mini Doritos anymore. <laughs> so I had to get my mini Oreos instead. We're going back. I'm drinking coffee, though. I never would have done that at nine years old. I vaguely remember being on a road trip and trying coffee for the first time when I was like six or something and it was like the most disgusting, vile thing I've ever put in my mouth. And now here I am, I just drink coffee every day. Aw, poor, poor Hagrid. I've been talking a lot, which is what happens when I'm doing these commentaries. I don't know if they've set it up already that Hagrid has a personal attachment to the boy, but we will find out later on in the story just how attached this child is to all of these people. Not so much him, but his, uh, his family, I guess. 
I don't know if they've explained it now. Well, they kind of explain it later on just in this movie, or I guess the book, this story. They, I'm sure there's a YouTube video somewhere that looks at that lightning bolt scar and like tracks it throughout all the movies and makes sure it's accurate. Like the people behind the scenes who like take Polaroid pictures to make sure everyone's costumes and everything is perfect, they had a heck of a time making sure that lighting bolt, because that's like the one thing in filmmaking history that you cannot adjust. Ugh. Hopefully there's not asbestos. Have you or, has you or a loved one been uh, attacked by a family member or been inundated with asbestos? Call 999-9999. You, you may have a call for compensation. I love the earlier books, how, like, there's always, like, a preamble to the story that takes place with these horrible people. I think even in the third book. Doesn't the third book start out here? I don't care how big they are! Oh, Harry is such a good kid. He knows he knows bad people and he doesn't even know. Like he's obviously like socially stunted and yet even he knows right from wrong. <laughs> I would expect in this situation, I just watched that one movie on Netflix. Uh I I killed my father, I killed my dad or something. And that kid was like socially stunted and he had he had like no emotion whatsoever because he had no he was never in society. He was never given a chance to develop emotion. And yet Harry Potter is like, oh, I know right from wrong. I'm a good person. He's not just a good person. He's like the best person at, well, Hermione might be. Ron might be. The Weasleys, they're the, they're the best people ever. Look at all these flat angles. <laughs> Chris Columbus. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't dislike Chris Columbus. He has directed many films that I love, but I will, I will, I will point out where his filmmaking style is a lot less, uh, imaginative than Alfonso Cuaron or a lot of other filmmakers. Which is strange. Um, I'm gonna say, I, I should probably say right now, I'm gonna talk a lot about the series just in general because I do have, I have two friends that are super into Harry Potter, and I'm gonna to try to see if, for the future films, if I can't get them to guest on the commentaries. Cause they know a lot about Harry Potter, whereas I read the first three books, I watched the first three movies, and then after that I, I kinda didn't keep track of them anymore. I know the basic plot, cause it was, it was, it's been all over the internet for decades now. Oh, here's the setup. This is, this is a setup that gets paid off in the second film and also gets paid off later in the story. Interesting. Oh. Oh!
Okay, Mary, maybe Harry's not the best person ever, because I don't think the best people ever would... Granted, he doesn't know what he's doing, but retribution doesn't seem like the kind of thing a hero would be into. Maybe Ron Weasley is the best, because Hermione also punches Draco at some point. I don't remember Ron doing anything, like, outright retribution or vendetta-ish. Oh my god, it is... Don't say that word. Oh. Uh, we saw this in theaters when it first came out in 2001. How many people could say that? Probably a lot. During the pandemic, my local theater, since there was nothing coming out, they played a lot of old films in theaters. I went and saw The Shawshank Redemption in theater, which was amazing. Excuse me. I saw... The Empire Strikes Back, good God. If you ever get the chance to see that in 2D, big screen movie theater, oh my God, that movie looks fantastic. And that came out in the 70s, 80s. Look at Deadly's hat. <laughs> he looks like he looks like one of those, uh, the quartet guy, the barbershop quartet guys. The cupboard under the stairs. Hogwarts. Okay, so I get that they're very... <clears throat> they understand that the Dursleys have some understanding of the world that his mom was into. But at the same time, that's very, like... This, is, this was before the internet age. Like, nowadays, you could see, like, if some muggle stumbled upon one of those envelopes, they'd be like, oh, this is a hoax, haha. But, like, back then, like, if people saw that, they would have been like, what the hell is this? Especially since we find out in, like, two minutes that, like, they flood their house with envelopes and they fly all over the neighborhood, essentially. I would not complain about seeing owls like this. That would be awesome. Shoo! I do love some owls. <clears throat> Look how evil he is. He's not just like burning them. He's delighting in like taking his time. He's like, it's like stabbing somebody and twisting the knife. He's just slowly pouring them in there. Ah. I mean, I guess he doesn't want to snuff out the fire, but still. Look how goofy he is. They got a great actor. I can get his name if you give me a second. Hang on. Maybe I can't. Where's his hand? <laughs> Where's his name? His hand. There's Petunia. Quarrel, Dumbledore, Vernon Dursley, Richard Griffith. Uh, Maggie Smith, not Maggie Smith. Uh, Fiona Shaw is kind of, eh, she's there. But they, they certainly did a wonderful casting of Richard Griffith as this man right here. <clears throat> He's having a joy. It just started happening, and he's like, make it stop. Okay, so wizards and witches don't care much for the environment, because that's a lot of paper they're wasting. Oh, there's, there's sort of an action shot right there. 
Maybe that was unintentional. Maybe Chris Columbus was like holding the camera and he's like, oh my God, I can't see through all the envelopes. And he was like just moving the camera, trying to figure it out. <clears throat> what are you talking about? There's envelopes flying all over, whipping you in the head. I think he's justified. <clears throat> There's also a lot more backstory uh, before we get to this point in the book. I do remember that. Uh, Stephen Fry went on for like, I don't know, an hour <laughs> doing backstory about the Dursleys. In this film, we get no backstory. They're just horrible, horrible people. Oh, here's, we gotta feel bad for Harry. Oh, that was, okay. I felt the need to point out whenever the, the cinematographer does something unique. <laughs> or does something beyond the pale. <clears throat> you know what, John Seal did the cinematography. Was he, did he do this and the second film? No, he only did this. He was involved in Mad Max Fury Road? What? The talented Mr. Ripley, English patient, the firm. The doctor. I have to assume that a lot of the cinematography was due to Chris Columbus, because there is no way he, this, the same man who did this was also involved in Fury Road, because that movie is shot like a painting, every shot. Chris was like, you know what, here, let's, let's just, let's just step it down. I have to assume Chris Columbus was involved largely because of the amount of children involved. And he seems to do a lot of work with children. He was in, he did the babysitter movie for crying out loud. Home Alone. <clears throat> Didn't he do one of the vacation films? <laughs> Spoopy. I just shit my pants. Get it? That's a SpongeBob SquarePants. Let me try that again. That was a SpongeBob SquarePants reference. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, he did Home Alone. Filmography. Gremlins, Goonies. I forgot he did Goonies. That was boring shot. That was boringly shot as well. <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting. Oh, he was the writer of the Goonies. He did not direct it. Ah yes, he directed Rent. <laughs> he was he. I'm I'm assuming he was very uncomfortable <laughs> directing that film based on his choice of camera angles and just general directing. He directed Pixels. Oh, for the love! Of, oh my God. It's very it's very weird because. They had, for the first three films, they had like notable directors, and I'm fairly certain from The Goblet of Fire on, they got like no-name people to direct these. 
not no-name people, but, like, people from the production of the first three, and they were like, you know what, we're not gonna... We're not, we're not gonna get too out of line. <coughs> okay, so some muggles are aware of this and still live as muggles. So are these the kind of people in society that like talk about like horoscopes and stuff? And people are just like, eh, it was silly. Okay, Petunia does have some character. <laughs> and they were blown up. <laughs> Okay, he wasn't even like in the shadows doing that. He was right in front of God and everybody when he took that cake. The muggle. <laughs> Crackpot. <laughs> He didn't even say anything. Okay, so Harry's not like 100%. He's not lawful good. <laughs> he he dip he's like neutral good with dips into like lawful. Well, not lawful, but like chaotic good. He doesn't mind a little retribution every now and then. But then again, are any of us above that? Hell no! <clears throat> it's a good thing Harry Potter decides to go along with this, by the way. Because if he didn't, uh, the magic world would be fucked. Because, as we find out later, Dumbledore's whole plan to save Hogwarts and the world in this, in this very film, it rests, it's predicated entirely on Harry Potter being there and becoming Harry Potter. So it's really good that he decided to go with Hagrid right now. Because <laughs> if he hadn't, Hagrid would have gone gone to Philosopher's Stone. He, it would have been in Hogwarts. Professor Quirrell would have been there. There would have been no Harry Potter <clears throat> to stop him. And he would have given Voldemort immortality and the world would be dead. <coughs> oh, isn't this the same place in uh, uh, episode three in uh, the third movie? Prisoner of Azkaban, they have the serious black posters up on the walls. Except in that film, it's a lot better shot because Alfonso Cuaron exists and is a wonderful director. <gasps> okay, so they don't recognize the name Harry necessarily. They recognize Potter. Potter! You know what I'm real pleased about? Is that the guy who plays Professor Lupin in the third film, he he auditioned for Quirrell and they did not give it to him. Thank God. David Thewlis is amazing as Remus Lupin. 
and the third film. I don't know what happens later on. Lord Staboy. Hagrid doesn't seem all that fond of him. Ooh. Come here comes the CGI. I mean, it's noticeable, but it's not as, like, it's not as bad as other CGI from the time period I've seen on Blu-ray. Well, there's not a lot of there's not a lot of room for competition in the richening world. There is this communism, communism, communism. <clears throat> Or maybe it's just like hardcore capitalism. Good luck. Good luck competing with Ollivanders for your anybody who wants to deal in uh, wands. What's that rule in computing that like every every two years, every year computing doubles? That's that that holds true with the same with rooms. <clears throat> I like how Hagrid is at the same time like, well, how do you not know this? But at the same time, he's playing it for laughs because he does know that Harry has no clue what's going on. <clears throat> Here are the, uh, they're not goblins, are they? Goblins. Yeah, I was right. Beast. Okay, please. <clears throat> withdrawal I'm sorry I'm coughing so much coffee uh, coffee does make you cough it has a uh, expectorant I think caffeine is an expectorant no it's not because soda has caffeine no one coughs when they drink soda see he would have done this regardless if Harry had come with him He also has no problem, like, explaining this in front of a child. <clears throat> okay, now I'm getting, uh, The Last Crusade vibes with Indiana Jones. Lamp, please. K, please. Warner Brothers must have had some idea, like, if it tells you how much, how successful the books were when they came out, like, they, this came out 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, this came out four years after the first book was released, and like, look at the sets, Warner Brothers put so much money into these, into the first one, like, 
It wasn't even an established IP as a film series. And they spent $125 million. That's how sure they were that like, oh, people will flock to this, which they did. This was a more than a billion dollars made. Oh, it grossed 970 million and then over re-releases it made it to over a billion. <laughs> There's that John Williams score. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to trust a kid not to tell anybody. A kid who has no idea what he's doing. Oh, okay, that implies that there are other wand makers. Okay, so I guess there are other places you can go. I guess there is some competition. <laughs> it just so happens that Diagon out. You can probably go to like Hogsmeade, maybe, when it's open. It's not open yet. <laughs> Or they're like closed for two years for maintenance. I don't know. I can't recall. See, this is why I need either Fusion Fall or Aaron to be on here because they can they can learn me. <laughs> Hogsmeade is closed, right? No, Hogsmeade is not closed. It is merely undergoing renovations. I'm looking at the cast, the cast, uh, like so, so many of these actors are so ubiquitous with their characters. Like at, initially I would have been like, oh my God, Tim Roth as Severus Snape. That would have been out of this world phenomenal. But like now I can't even see anybody but Alan Rickman playing Severus Snape. It's insane. <laughs> also, I could have sworn I saw, maybe it was one of the, oh, John Cleese. Oh yeah, that is John Cleese's nearly headless Nick. Okay, I was like, I saw John Cleese. I'm like, where's John Cleese in this? <laughs> okay, you have to say words, don't you? Not expecto patronum. Oh. Okay, you know what? That's a that's a really good shot. I'll give it to you, Chris Columbus. Unless that was like one of the four shots that like John Seal was like, you know what? We could do this a little bit Mad Maxier, and Chris was like, oh, fine, do what you want. See, this is another good shot. Harry looming over the wand. Curious. Like that shot of Harry like looming over the wand and yet the wand seemed to still command more attention.
Oh, ho, ho. You can't say his name. I stopped. I stopped uh, reading the books slash watching the movies before I found out what exactly uh, what hell Voldemort hath wrought upon the world for nobody to even say his name. I mean, I know he killed people, but like for people for no one to speak his name, he had to have like killed. He had to have been like bubonic plague worth of like death and destruction. I mean, I'm going to end up watching all the movies for this podcast, so I guess this is as good a time as any to find that out. Hedwig! Is that an owl? I would have gone... Do people have foxes as pets? I'd go for a fox. I love owls, but I don't know. There's something about a fox. Well, of course he does. <laughs> Poor Hagrid. See, like, he kills Lily and James Potter, but that doesn't, that doesn't constitute, oh, we can't speak his name ever. I wonder how accurate this is by the time uh, we get to later films and we understand this a bit more. Me. Well, that's why you have that scar. Some say he grafted his face onto the back of someone's head. <laughs> the boy who lived, come to die. I can't remember. I don't. I don't recall. I understand like the basics of the story but i do not recall it wasn't harry like i'm assuming if you're watching this has been 20 years you guys i can say things that are spoilery doesn't harry become like his uh he has that snake nitinogeny and he had he's a horcrux isn't like harry a horcrux or something i don't know i don't know how that works i know living things can be horcruxes that's after i stopped reading the books it wasn't because i hated the books it was because I was like, oh, okay, four books in. It's like a time commitment. It's like me with television shows now. It's difficult for me to sit and watch 60 hours of a television show when I can sit here and watch a movie in like two and a half. 
I saw somebody at work the other day who had a backpack with nine and three quarters on it. I was about to go like, Harry Potter! Yo, what's up, Harry? Harry! Yeah, nobody would say that ever these days. They'd be like, oh, a Potterhead! Give him a high five. Did Hagrid just know that the Weasleys were going to show up? Do they not see Harry watching, or do they, they do see... Oh, well, that guy, everyone's watching. Maybe there's, like, a spell and no one can see them or something. I don't know. This is why I need Fusion Faller Aaron on here, because they can enlighten me. <laughs> I just sound like a dumb, a, a dummy. I am Fred. Look how young they are. Oh, that wonky CGI. Again, it's not terrible on Blu-ray. Maybe she noticed him and she was like, oh, he's got an owl. He must be okay. Doesn't she murder somebody? <laughs> like in one of the last books, doesn't she like murder somebody and she has like the best face on her, her face, the best look on her face? The Weasleys, they all look like kind and friendly now, but you wrong them, good God, they're gonna like kill you. Especially since Hagrid showed him diagonally and he like tapped the wall with his cane. If I was if I was intuitive enough, I would have been like, oh, I can't walk through the wall. I've got to tap it with my cane some way. Hogwarts Express. Nine and three quarters. You would think they would have like a, a private airplane or something. <laughs> I mean, I guess this is the, the most muggle way to go about travel. Look at all the pollution, all the coal smoke! You have magic! Wizards really don't care much for the environment, do they? They're all over them for fossil fuels. They don't need fossil fuels, but they still consume them. They probably don't need paper. Dude, imagine, oh, he's from Boston. Uh, <laughs> imagine if Harry had ended up sitting next to Draco Malfoy on the train. The whole story would have been completely different. We'll buy the lot. Oh, take the lot. Okay, you think you could have edited that a little bit better. Harry digs into his pocket, grabs the coins, and then says, we'll take the lot as he pulls them out. Not, we'll take the lot, pause. Try. I was going to say, oh, well, I'd like the spinach one, but it's probably like uncooked spinach and tastes like crap. Spinach only tastes good with a lot of butter, a lot of cheese, salt, pepper. Surrounded by eggs in the morning. Oh, no, no! 
Oh my god, is that frog gonna come back like in in the fifth movie? I love this theme of like the the enchanted paintings and stuff. They have like other places to be. <laughs> Even though they really don't. You can't expect them to hang around all day. It's like that exhibit of Tilda Swinton in that British museum and she she it's just an empty box with a bed in it and like she just decides to show up so, on some occasions and like pretends to be asleep in there where did she where did tilda go we can't expect her to hang out there all day that is such a dumb who comes up with some of these spells is there like a laboratory where they just make up words and are like oh let's associate this with actions or is it like pharmaceuticals, where there are certain words, but they have to figure out what they do, and so they have to experiment by doing a lot of things. And like, oh, these words, they form a spell that fixes glasses. I mean, that makes sense. Glasses, repair glasses, repair eyes. Oculus Repairer, that's Latin. And if that's the case, how do all the wands know Latin? <laughs> I need to understand. You know what? That's why they have to learn spells, I guess. Is it like they have to learn the spells and say the right words? Or do they have to... Do the wands have to find understand it as well? You know what? It's a movie. Literally for children. Look at the people on the screen. It's for children. <laughs> he has a smudge. Hagrid! 5972. That's a, that's a trivia question. What's the number of the Hogwarts Express in the first film? I would repeat it, but I've already forgotten it. 5902 or something? Look at all these extras. All these poor extras. They're like, oh, we're just, we're just an extra in this, in this Warner Brothers film that's never going to see the light of day. Uh, little did you know. Well, now they're like, oh my god, did you know I was in the first Harry Potter movie? No way! Look, there's me. I mean, you can't see me. <laughs> I'm out of focus. Well, you know what? At least they're not using fossil fuels for these. <laughs> oh. That's a good shot, but it's still flat as hell. <laughs> you couldn't illuminate the kids' faces a little bit more? <laughs> Here, let's illuminate the sidekick's face and leave Harry Potter completely in the dark. Unless there's some symbolism there. Oh, is this where Malfoy shows up? No, that's Professor McGonagall. Professor McGonagall! Harry's like, how do we end up in Downton Abbey? You really only need to know two of those. 
for the purposes of the story. Is this a bit biased? You're letting the House of Gryffindor get first pick of the litter, essentially. Like, she's, like, scrutinizing them, like, Oh, I want them, them. Oh, there's a Weasley. He'll probably be in my house. Damn it. <laughs> Ah, I hope he goes to Slytherin. <laughs> I don't want him. I guess there is no bias when there's a sorting hat. Oh my god, he looks like a young adult. Did he know them or did he just meet them on the train? <laughs> I mean, you probably would have had a better chance of gaining his friendship had he not come off and like at, immediately as like an evil henchman villain. <laughs> That's not how you win friends and influence people. I know he's a kid, but you think he'd be like, "Oh, I'm the best. I'm I'm the be I'm the nicest friend here." Like you would think he would try to persuade him instead of just like, "I'm evil. Join me." Yeah, you guys are gonna need a lot more seating areas. Thank you, Hermione. Okay, you know what? That was painfully obvious, but that's also uh, her character in this film. Did you know those candles are lit by fire? <laughs> I read it in a book. A compendium of fire. <laughs> Interesting facts and tidbits and life hacks learned from the cave people. Do we ever meet any of these other... Uh, professors? I know we meet some of them, but not all of them. It's like the Jedi Council. Oh, yeah, the Dark Force. I never would have thought we would just go there just to hang out. Pretty kitty. I was totally planning on hanging out in the Dark Force. Damn it. That seems like such an inviting name. All these poor child actor extras. Gryffindor! <laughs> Don't you two end up going out? Uh, half muggle. That's an odd. I never noticed that he was clapping on the back of his hand. Isn't this the one he doesn't even get put on his head? He's like, Slytherin! <laughs> Evil! You would think at some point... Oh, look, she's also a ginger. Is she a Weasley too, Draco? 
Oh, there's Tim Roth. Or not Tim Roth, it's Alan Rickman. Did you see a quarrel looking off the side, enchanting, or yammering on some evil spell? Half a puff! Yeah, just get the redheads out the way real quick. Good job. Oh, well, Professor McGonagall's also a redhead, is she not? Gryffindor! It's just like all the rest of them. Okay, now this one's interesting for some reason because it seems like the hat is not all-knowing and he has to, like, deliberate sometimes with the person underneath their head or whose head he's under or on. I know words. Did you guys all hear that, Slytherin House? <laughs> Ravenclaw! Never mind! Okay, so does the hat understand, like... Does the hat have any thought outside of this process? Because you would think he would, like, oh, well, perhaps I should not put troubled kids into Slytherin. Because Slytherin seems to be. Nobody seems to care that Slytherin House seems to produce all of these evil people. <laughs> like, nobody cares. And the hat, the hat was just about to give Slytherin, the evil house, like, the most powerful child in the world. <laughs> like, nobody seems to care. Nobody's, like, going through Slytherin House and, like, systematically trying to figure out what the hell keeps going wrong there. Just keep putting them in there. Why not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. There should be, like, turkey legs. Oh, you're like Hermione. Oh, wait, no. Both of her parents are muggles, I believe. Look at that Irish guacamole. Huh. Sounds like they're trying to so John Cleese. Again, the ghost CGI is not bad at all. But I mean, they are ethereal beings, so I guess. The Bloody Baron! <laughs> I love that look. John Cleese is a great actor.
He's just a ghost. <laughs> John Cleese is a great actor. He killed that scene. He was in that scene for like five seconds, and he still killed it. I was gonna say, he completely outacted all the child actors, but I mean... <laughs> I will say, I don't know if it's the direction of uh, Chris Columbus or if it's just whoever was in charge of casting, but a lot of the child actors, or if not all of them in this film, are pretty great. As far as kid actors go, once we get to the third film and up, they their acting like really improves. I think she fancies you. Hello there, uh, Mozart, Bach, Beethoven, whoever you are. Password. Doesn't that kill the dragon? Something about a dragon? I know what can tell me. Caput. Oh, look. <laughs> it autofills on Google. Dragon's head, or head of the dragon in Latin. A passage used to enter the Gryffindor common room in Harry Potter the Philosopher's Stone. Oh, it also has a geomancy uh, thing. A geomantic figure in divination. It's also a constellation. That John Williams score again. Is this Harry's theme? Maybe it's Hedwig's theme. No, it's certainly not Hedwig's theme. I know that theme. I'm pretty sure Hedwig has a theme. It's like longing, but also whimsical. <laughs> More flat shots. <laughs> Courtesy of your own Chris Columbus. I love how McGonagall's a cat right now just so she can put the, put the smack down on new students. Well, don't tell him that, because there's a Marauder's map floating around that Ron's brothers have. I don't think that's the map you want them to have. Okay, let's not pretend like potion making is going to be some, like, mind-blowing art in the Harry Potter universe. Everything is done with wands. 
they're really trying hard for you to think Snape's the bad guy. How does Harry have such great handwriting? He's taking notes! Wormwood? What did we watch that, that had Wormwood in it? That's a C.S. Lewis reference. Although the last time I mentioned it, or a film mentioned it, a C.S. Lewis was referencing something else. It's my first day! <clears throat> I like his energy. <laughs> Underage drinking. Okay, why wasn't he speaking Latin? I don't understand how magic is created or like incanted do all the owls just like meet up and wait until all of them are there and are like okay post time they're going to different places you'd think they'd all show up at different times well I'm really putting the uh, the smack no, I don't know I don't know about the smackdown because I'm sure all of this the expanded Harry Potter universe is so vast, I'm sure all of this has been explained by somebody on AO3. Let's remember all. Oh, Neville. He's, he's, he's probably one of the only child actors who was like, somewhat proud of his child like acting and like when he watches these he doesn't cringe because he's like oh wow i really became a sexy beast wow what are the odds had professor quarrel enacted his plot one day earlier wow that's a coincidence And as far as I'm aware, this, this universe doesn't even have the force to explain away that kind of thing. <clears throat> Anything weird that happens in Star Wars? Oh, well, the force told them. Oh, the force, they had a feeling, whatever. with feeling. I might have been feeling the wrong thing. I mean, it, it was up. <clears throat> like a valiant steed, you mount it. 
I'm out of my Oreo minis, I'm sad. It didn't take me an hour to eat them, I just hadn't eaten them because I was drinking coffee. <laughs> His broom could probably sense that he was a nervous wreck and was like, hey, I'm gonna have some fun with him. Whoa, ow, ow, ow. <clears throat> maybe the broom, maybe the broom isn't sentient because it just hurt itself. Okay, some not good CGI. Well, what a good teacher! <laughs> you don't know how you don't have any uh, Wingardium Leviosa spells up your sleeve. Is that the only thing the Remember All is there for to set up this scene? I know there's healing magic. Why do you need to take him to the? You know what? Maybe they're like, okay, the kids need to learn. No healing magic on the kids. <laughs> they need to learn. <laughs> they can't rely on me. If you, if you can't live without the magic, then you shouldn't have it. <laughs> okay, I gotta say, that was a pretty swank-ass uh, move right there, Malfoy. She also said no, no whiskey this early in the morning, and yet her name is Madam Hooch. Whee! Get it? The hat, the sorting hat said he had a drive to help himself or prove himself. Oh, that is reckless and dangerous behavior, but my God, does my house need a seeker? <laughs> it's fun watching all of the extras and like, I don't know if they weren't given any direction or if Chris Columbus was just like, feel the room, but a lot of them have like, not the right faces. <laughs> they were like cheering and the guy looked bored. McGonagall has found her seeker. Please be more specific. <laughs> That's why he was all nervous. Is I could would what? <laughs> See, she doesn't give a shit about safety. She just wants her seeker. She wants to win a game of Quidditch for once.
That seems to be a job perfect for the twins. <laughs> they have a lot of chaotic energy. I will say that was a, that was a good shot. Chris Columbus walking backwards through the hallways with the camera with the steady cam. That sounds a lot like my coworker. That I, I told them my uh, my son and moon sign. <laughs> they were like, "Oh, you're a good person. You don't even know me." <laughs> well, of course you didn't, as Hagrid would say. Okay, so did Hogwarts want them to find this room? Is this room with Fluffy? Yeah, we're gonna keep going. Uh-oh. Harry doesn't even know who Filch is. Okay, so the only reason they discover Fluffy is that they make a bad situation even worse. Alohomora. I don't know about the I don't know about Harry and Ron, but if I found out I was a wizard, I'd be reading up on all the magic I could. I'd be reading standard book of spells up to volume 24. <laughs> like, come on. If I knew I was capable of magic, like why do they why are they feel so entitled like they don't need to study magic? Like anybody who had that ability in the real world would be like, yes, I want to learn it all. So it looked, it looked a lot like Scrappy-Doo from uh, the Scooby-Doo live action movies. No, you gotta wait until they get the invisibility cloak. I'm pretty sure that's a gif. <laughs> Seven players. Digging the Scottish. <laughs> you got some Scottish wood. <laughs> Oops. 
See, it's a good thing that Harry had that conversation with uh, Percy and what's his or the twins, Fred and Fred and George, because otherwise he would have no idea what to do there. But because he had that conversation, he's like, "Oh, this must be that thing they were talking about." I like the sounds that they added. I. I, 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 I. They could have just left it like. Soundless. Yeah, there are a lot of problems with the game of Quidditch. That's all the game comes down to is the seeker. Everything else is like extra nonsense. It's just it's just stuff to watch so that you're not just watching two people on brooms chase a little golden ball. I mean, I assume if neither of the Seekers do their job in a quick enough time, I guess you could theoretically score enough points. He says that, but that the Golden Stitch doesn't win you the game. It just gives you like 200 points, and the game ends. Isn't it, isn't it not possible you could score enough points so that if the other team Seeker wins, you have like 205 points and you still win by 5 points? If all you have to do is get the snitch and you win, then there really is no point in anything else going on in Quidditch. Then it's just like wrestling. <laughs> like there's a fight going on in the ring, but you're more you're paying more attention to the two wrestlers out in the audience beating each other up. I was going to say, he's going to blow something up. Oh, I always thought when she said that, she just changed her inflection. He was saying a completely different word. He was saying Leviosar. I didn't realize that until I watched with the subtitles. It's Leviosa, not Leviosar. Okay, Ron, why are you so pissed off? You're not even trying. <laughs> Up until this point, you could not have cared less about your studies. If this whole time Ron was like desperately trying to be a good student and he was still getting shown up by Hermione, I could see him being upset right now. But what does he care? He's hardly even trying. Thanks for the observation there, Harry. Oh, I was never mind. <laughs> Sorry, John Williams. I failed you. Is it Parvati, a girl whose name comes up later? 
Don't they become an actual character? Why are you panicking? It's it's in the dungeon for one, and two, you're surrounded by the most powerful wizards in the world. Who cares? See, why was everyone panicking? You've got Albus frickin' Dumbledore. Like a troll's gonna get the better of him. The only person who gets the better of Dumbledore is somebody who Dumbledore wants to get the better of him. That's one hell of a joke. Yeah, don't tell any of the higher-ups. Just go and try to do it yourselves. Good job. That's the whole spirit of Harry Potter, though, is it not? Uh-oh. Why would it go into the girls' bathroom? Just to chill out? Hello? We get some Jurassic Park vibes. This didn't even. Well, this wasn't even worked on that far after uh, that movie had come out. Okay, I thought I saw something about Jurassic Park on Chris Columbus's wiki page, but apparently not. I was wrong. I was wrong! Again. Oh, that's some bad CGI. Did you see Harry's face, like, stretch? He just... He just impaled his brain. I was going to say, he didn't swish at all when he said Wingardian. <laughs> uh, what now? Cool. Do you think the troll would have shown up on the Marauder's map, or is it just, like, human beings, like, faculty of Hogwarts? Oh, well, we can't have kids murdering anybody. <laughs> Not yet, anyway. Give that a few more movies. Harry 
Terry just wiped it off on- he's in a bathroom, and he wiped it off on his robe. There's a lot of that going around, Hermione. Don't feel bad. And Draco Malfoy never would get punched. Oh, evil. Only five? She nearly died. And you're going to take away only five points. To be fair, the increments of points really, it's kind of a crapshoot anyway. You're just gonna congratulate them? Oh my god, this, the faculty, no one, you know what? You know what? No wonder Voldemort comes back. The faculty at Hogwarts is a mess. He's just gonna reward those two kids for going out and being vigilantes. <laughs> no wonder. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Now, it's obvious that Snape harbors some, like, it's not resentment. But he harbors, he, like, he has high expectations from him. And he's trying to push him to his full potential, is he not? Because he was in love with Lily Potter. And that's her son. So he, like, he is he just, like, trying to be... Is he, like, trying to push him to his potential? And it's just coming across as, oh, I'm trying to stop you at every turn. Are we pretending like there's not students sitting, like, four inches away from them all? Oh, look! An, uh, a package from Sirius Black, I believe. Maybe Sirius Black didn't send this one. He sends the one in the third book. He gets a new wand every book. Sirius Black might not have been a character at this point. Dude, Professor McGonagall, she, once again, the Hogwarts faculty proves me right. No wonder, the faculty's a mess, Professor McGonagall. <laughs> All she wants to do is win the damn Quidditch match. She don't care about the safety of her students. <laughs> she just wants to win a game. Every, everyone says that Professor McGonagall is like the best teacher ever. No, she's reckless. <laughs> she doesn't care about her students. Why? Why didn't they pull out the medical wands and like heal your concussion then and there? I need to stop making that observation because it's silly. <laughs> it's the wizarding world of Harry Potter, I mean. 
<laughs> Let's be real, nothing has to make 100% sense. Look at Professor McGonagall smirking. She's like, I put a lot of money into winning this game. <laughs> I bought I bought somebody a Thunderbolt 2000. A Nimbus 2000. The Firebolt's in the third movie, I think. <laughs> Notice how many times I'm referencing the third movie, because that's the one I've seen a bunch. I mean, I've seen this one a bunch, but I've seen the third one more recently, perhaps. Madam Hooch. That makes her just sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> Chris Columbus was like, every time we see this actor with her yellow, uh, her yellow eye stuff going on, eye contacts. We gotta keep zooming in on those. Okay, see, so Mr. Scottish Wood was full of crap. It's not about who catches the stitch first, that just ends the game. So you could theoretically score 175 points and win the game if the other team scores zero points and you win the snitch. Dude, their keeper sucks ass. It's gonna get 15 more of those, and it doesn't matter what the Seekers do, so long as they don't score any points. If you have a legitimate keeper. I love how Slytherin, it's not, Slytherin is not just full of evil people, it's full of ugly people. Which, I mean, I guess that's supposed to symbolize the ugliness of their soul, but still. Gryffindor has all of the sexy people, <laughs> Slytherin has all the uglies. I don't know, doesn't Hufflepuff have uh, Cho Chang? And then one, the other one has uh, that blonde girl that Harry is like, goes to the bowl. I can't think of her name. Penelope Clearwater? Is Mr. Filch associate, is he the Slytherin headmaster? Do they not have any referees in Quidditch? The fa I swear, the faculty at Hogwarts couldn't give two shits about the safety of their students. <laughs> Look, Professor McGonagall can't do anything. Give him a five minute major. Okay, that was a useless maneuver. Take that side! You know they're evil because they're ugly and caught me. <laughs> uh, well, we wouldn't want to see violence imparted upon a woman, so here, we'll just hide it behind a giant thing of cloth. Why would you do that? That's so... <laughs> just throw it in there. 
Oh no, it's almost like the snitch. It's gonna come down to that. <laughs> Thanks, Fred and George. It's the Nimbus 2000. They haven't, they have to update it. What are the odds that Hermione would just stumble upon Snape and I sort of Professor Quarrel doing this? She also gets over there in like five seconds. <laughs> Did you see her? <laughs> she ran like two miles in like 10 seconds. Burn it down, burn it to the ground. Inflamare. Look at that grin on her face. She was like, hehehe. <laughs> Hermione oh. You're on fire! I mean, obviously Snape's trying to protect Harry because he was trying to save him from the incantation there. Like, Professor Quarrel is the one member of the faculty I can understand not caring about the students at all. Professor McGonagall has no excuse. Whoa! Whoa, pull up! Pull up! Okay, you could have reached out and grabbed it right there, but okay. I guess this looks cooler for the big screen. Assuming this game didn't end like this in the book. Oh, there is a referee. I'm sorry. They just don't care about the students. <laughs> like, I could understand them being lax about student safety if they were actually using magic to help the students. But no, they just put them in the infirmary for a week instead of using healing magic on them. Also, Snape is the headmaster of Slytherin, is he not? So, Filch... I don't know who the headmaster of Slytherin is. I know who can tell me! Uh, Fusion Fall and or Aaron, but they're not here. Uh, <laughs> uh, Slytherin... Slytherin... Headmaster. Oh, it's Horace Slughorn. Oh, he left it up to Severus Snape. So Snape is the uh, headmaster, I guess. 
Maybe he's just a weirdo. <laughs> Maybe he just doesn't like to blink. Ring the Hogwarts bell. Now this is a Christmas movie. What is it with Chris Columbus and Christmas? <laughs> he really loves Christmas, does he not? He read the script and he read the book and was like, oh, there's a Christmas scene. Oh. How does Harry know how to play chess? Unless Ron just taught him tonight. Barbaric. Do we ever meet Charlie? They always talk about him studying dragons in Romania, but I don't I don't recall ever seeing him. Don't they see him in the Goblet of Fire during the World Cup? Isn't that in Romania? Oh, you British. Oh. It's Merry Christmas! <laughs> USA! USA! Merry Christmas, Harry. Merry Christmas, Ron. Or, I'm sorry, Happy. Dior. <laughs> oh, his sweater. <laughs> 36! I had 37 last year! I think it was 27. I don't care how big they are! Okay, so, uh, McGonagall gave him his wand. He gets the invisibility cloak from Sirius Black, right? I like how James Potter was, like, the cool side of the family. <laughs> like, Lily's side of the family only gave him, like, a grudge against Snape that he didn't even ask for. And his dad's side are giving him cloaks and coming to his defense and become the defense against the dark arts teacher and helping him out. <laughs> Lily was all prim and proper, like Petunia said, and James was like dealing in all this, this tomfoolery. No. I thought it was Versace. It's an invisibility cloak. How do you know? The CGI is so weird. <laughs> like, it doesn't look bad, but, like, it's just, like, very weird seeing, like, a green cloak 
and it's just a hand in the air. The restricted section. That was, that was loud. Everything about that action was loud. Harry, I appreciate you narrating for the audience, but that's really unnecessary. Did the CGI budget run out? And so Chris was like, okay, Harry, you, you got to take the coat, cloak off so we don't have to animate you invisible anymore. Oh, Moby Dick. <laughs> got him. You had one job, Harry. Mr. Phelps is like the one headmaster or the one teacher who like actually is interested in like the students following directions and he wants to kill them. <laughs> like he actually wants them to break the rules so that he can like impale them with a sword or something. All the other teachers couldn't care less. Don't step on the cat. They didn't give a name to the cat that they cast as her. I can't think of her name. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> Professor Coral is like, what the fuck are you doing? The way he delivered that line, it's still hot. <laughs> Argus Filch, David Bradley. He certainly looks the part. Uh, caretaker of Hogwarts, Mrs. Norris. That's right. There's nothing magical about Mrs. Norris other than her being an intelligent and unpleasant cat. It's the ambition of many Hogwarts students to give her a good kick. Wow. Wow. And yes, she is a Maine Coon. Mrs. Norris was played by three Maine Coon cats named Maximus, Alanis, and Cornel Cornelusa. All I needed to find out. Thank you, Wikipedia. All I needed to know.
I was giving Aaron guff about the the mirror of Erised, and I was like, it, it doesn't have anything to do with anything beyond this scene. And I was like, oh wait, it actually features quite prominently and importantly in the finale of this very film. I forgot. <laughs> My bad. That was that's on me. Do they actually look like that when they show up later in the series? Is it the same actors? Here's the sad theme. It's like how all the movies have like a love theme. This is the sad theme. <laughs> Why is this mirror here? Is it just so Dumbledore could hide the philosopher's the sorcerer's stone in it? Aren't the professor still trolling the hallways? I mean, I know Harry is not, like, the most, like, rational person in this film. I mean, I don't think he's ever the most rational person. He's usually, uh, act first, think later kind of guy. Bloody hell! Yeah, good job, Ron. <laughs> you really know the right thing to say. No, whatever will make you happy. Did you not listen to him? Oh my god, it's social media. <laughs> it's Twitter. Elon Musk. 
Except at the end of the film. Dumbledore will really, really need you to go looking at it again at the end of the film. <laughs> it's incredibly important that you look into the mirror again at the end of the movie. <laughs> I'm just telling you, Harry. I'm looking out for you, buddy. I love snow. Don't get lost, Hedwig. Whee! Whoa! Whoa! 525,600 minutes! How do you measure a year in the life of Hogwarts? Stupid! This is light reading. It's no Hobbit, but... The Sorcerer's Stone? Didn't they? I vaguely remember them. Didn't they cut this twice? They had like two cuts, one with British English and one with the American English, because this is the Sorcerer's Stone. Because I fake, I'm pretty sure when I watched this, when they said, when it was Christmas time, they said Merry Christmas and not Happy Christmas. Oh, that's one more than 666. I'm sorry if you can hear my fidget toy, by the way. <laughs> I'm using it under my desk, so hopefully you can't hear me popping it. But I'm out of coffee, I'm out of Oreo minis, there's not much to, like, occupy my fidgetiness. Hi, Hagrid. Do you not care that they're out past hours? Is it the Sorcerer's Stone? Apparently, and this is coming from Aaron, who knows everything about Harry Potter, apparently Hagrid's words are accurate. It's not accurate in the film, but in the book, I do vaguely recall there being more quote-unquote tests to get to the stone, and one of them is a Snape potion test. We don't know that in the film, because it's the movie, and they had to cut things. Apparently, Chris Columbus, they had a cut that was like three hours long of this. I wonder if that was one of the scenes that they cut. Oh my god, it's the Targaryen. It's an egg. He bought it.
Eh, it's not terrible CGI. It looks a bit weird on Blu-ray. Uh, the Swedish Ridgebacks are better. I got you, Fusion. Hey, Nosey's mummy! Norbert! He's a fan of Eddie Murphy. Dumbass! Why didn't he like? Why didn't he like pull away when Hagrid immediately started looking up? He was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna stand in here like a dumbass." And even worse, McGonagall knows. We know her tra track record on student safety. Uh, didn't you take away five points for Hermione nearly getting herself killed? Look at Harry! He so has a vengeful streak to him. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> small, small turtle house. Uh, whenever I was playing Fire Emblem Three Houses, you can like study with some of your your uh, classmates, I guess. But the room that you in Three Houses that you study in looks exactly like that uh, hall that they were just in. I guess it was like study hall. Okay, they really could have done more. This makes it seem like it's the same exact night. They could have done more for, like, passing of time. Like, we literally just saw him with Norbert. Bill, try rolling your eyes. You bend over backward for that cat. <laughs> Gotta have a wits about you. Unicorns and werewolves. Not yet, you gotta wait until the third movie. I'm so excited to watch the third movie. Oh! Ooh, spoopy! Does the centaur in this scene ever come back? 
I mean, I better ask these questions because as soon as I have somebody watching these with me, they're just gonna be like, "You gotta watch it." And I'd be like, "But I'm just asking questions." Oh, unicorn blood. Otherwise known as rhinoceros blood. Yes, that's why he asked. Ooh. And put it out of its misery? Aww. The poor little mastiff boy. Potter! That kid, he auditioned for both Harry and Ron. He probably said something with like such vitriol in his voice that they were like, you know what? You would make a fantastic Draco. What you got, Fang? This looks like the area in the second movie where they have all the spiders coming at them. Oh, it's Professor Quirrell? Well, it's like Voldemort as Quirrell. It's like Midnight Mass. Just a unicorn. Expecto! Patronum! Sorry, wrong movie again. I'm so spooked right now! Does this centaur ever come back again? I mean, he chased off Voldemort at like eight tenths of his power. Wow, he knows better than half of the faculty. A Half-Life 3.
How does the centaur know? I mean, I know Hagrid's on campus. <laughs> Hagrid probably is just like walking through the woods trying to find the unicorn. Ah, oh, the damned Philosopher's Stone coming back to Hogwarts. He's gonna need it. Found him! Voldemort. Yeah, about that. He's about to go on vacation for no inexplicable reason. This was back... I forgot. This was back before the MCU started in 2008. Or I guess before the 2010s when, like, the Marvel formula was established. This was back when films had a consistent tone throughout the film. Well, like blockbuster films. Nowadays, you have to have whatever tone you're going for. You have to make sure there's some comedy in there. Like the hair, like Ron going, and I was only worried about my potions final. I mean, that was like the only joke, like in the last half hour of this film. This was back when blockbusters could have a consistent tone throughout and not have to have a quota of humor. I mean, it's fine when Marvel does it, but, like, it's fine when movies in general do it now, but, like, when every movie's doing it, it gets kind of, eh. It seems like, in that shot, it looks like Harry and Hermione are in different rooms. And, like, she was just added in post-production. I should not have said that. I mean, you just told them exactly what they wanted to hear. Oh, look, I never noticed the ghost before taking notes. That's cool. Is McGonagall holding a class just for that ghost? How convenient! She's like, were you the ones in the restricted section? A hundred points from Gryffindor each. 
You would think you would have recognized Alan Rickman's voice. <laughs> Everybody knows Gryffindors like to frolic in the fields. Up to something. I did look up when I was on Wikipedia trolling around during the film. Uh, apparently Snape does harbor some resentment towards Harry Potter because he's James Potter's son. I would think the fact that he was Li Lily Potter's son would override the fact that he's James Potter's son, but I guess not. He hated James Potter more than he loved Lily Potter, essentially. <laughs> you would think he would want to help Lily's son, but I guess, I guess he wanted to have Lily's son. Is this why the teachers don't care for student safety? They're trying to, they create a system where the students place themselves? That doesn't seem right. I love how she shoves the wand in her pants like it's a freaking rifle. She's like, all right, holster, bitch. <laughs> sorry, sorry. At least they didn't step on him. That's some Slytherin shit. <laughs> that lamp wasn't on when they came there the first time, was it? I wasn't paying attention. I didn't know I had to pay attention. Somebody's already put him to sleep. Yeah, he has. P Push it real good. Okay, now go. Yes, thank you for that observation. Ugh. That's like a practical effect. They actually drop like fake dog slobber on him. I love how Harry still went down first. <laughs> Uh, 
Oh, that was a dramatic shot. Oh, zoom in. Everything's still done flat. He's not relaxing, is he? Nope. I don't think so. Ron has some, like, trouble listening sometimes. Thank you, Hermione. Sounds like keys. Open up, Sunny Jam. But it sulks in the sun. The keys. I guess this is Madame Hooch's uh, contribution. <laughs> you would think instead of it being a litmus test for how well you listened that semester, you'd think they would do like some legitimate tests in order to get to the Philosopher's Stone. It's only the one thing that will give Voldemort eternal life. It's too easy. It's almost like uh, I was made for this. Uh-oh. Oh, they're not actually killing him. My first thought was that, oh, they're gonna, like, swarm him because they're trying to kill him. But no, they're just trying to annoy him. <laughs> so what's the danger? Okay, they're not attracted to you unless you're on the broom. So just jump off the broom and they'll leave you alone, probably. Oh, well, now they're dangerous. Just jump off the broom! 
They weren't interested in who was holding on to the key. They were interested on who was on the broom. <laughs> Just jump off. Come on, Hermione. You're the smart one. This is no mine. It's a tomb. That was such a dramatic shift from the last stream to this room. I wonder if that's where the Snape potion thing was. That felt like a scene, like a cut scene. How did Quirrell get through here without destroying things? Go around. Maybe he just went around. <laughs> That's how Coral went and made it through here without destroying things. Boy, it's a good thing we had one two second scene to figure out that Ron is really good at chess somehow. We play chess. We play chess. Does that ever come up again? Like Ron being an expert tactician? Don't ask him that. He's going to waste a move finding this out. He just wasted that pawn just to find out if that's true. I mean, that was a stupid move on Ron's part, but I guess it was cool for the cameras. <laughs> We've hit the two hour mark. Chris Columbus and his editors were like, okay, you know what? We got to speed it up a little bit. Nobody wants to see a chess game being played. They just want to see destruction! Not the flail! Oh, there's the queen. Double kill. Triple kill! Overkill. And that's why the queen is the most powerful. Oh, wait, she's letting him know what where she's going to go next. Unless she just always keeps turning true north. Yeah, she will. I wish I could say the same words, but it would be in a very wildly different context. There's got to be a better way. Did I just make that joke during the Sea Beast? <laughs> Aren't you tired of all the times you want to checkmate your opponent, but you just can't without sacrificing one of your own? 
Oh, H3, isn't that a YouTube thing? That didn't look like they was putting him in a position to check the king, though. I guess it was. No, they're gonna kill a child. Ow, she didn't stab me at all. Why did he yell like that? She didn't even stab him. <laughs> she didn't even stab him. It's a good thing the queen gets all stabby-stabby. Checkmate. That has a different context coming from a British actor. Shouldn't he have gone, checkmate? <laughs> That's a bloody check, mate. Is he, though? He's really good at riding a broomstick. Like riding a broom. The intangibles. I know you're brand new to the whole, not just the wizarding world, but spells and magic in general. Uh, good luck fighting, ostensibly they believe Snape, but. That was also an awkward sort of cut. You could tell that at once they got to the two hour mark, they were like, you know what, we gotta, we gotta edit this down a bit. I mean, they did get it down to three hours and then apparently had to cut it even more. Oh, that's not Snape. Quail. There's so many things that had to happen for this to occur, what we're watching right now. He doesn't understand. I'm the defense against the dark arts teacher. <laughs> I'm always evil. Uh, 
Hey! I mean, I know he's an impressionable child, but you know he's evil. I mean, I guess he probably wants to see his parents again, but they're not, they didn't exactly communicate that perfectly. Oh, Dumbledore, you sneaky little minx. Well, don't do that. You can feel it in the pocket. Okay, this is what after this part with Voldemort's face, the ending of this gets really convoluted and weird. <laughs> Wait, he has a nose. Kind of. That's good, CGI. Oh, now you run. A oh, horrific death. Ah, the Slytherin mantra. <laughs> Give me this down! What? I don't know, something convoluted about love. <laughs> oh, 
I don't think Harry ever has that power again. Oh, Indiana Jones vibes. Troll in the dungeon! He's like, wow. Some magic. It's like uh, Charlotte's Web, some pig, some magic. What? I guess that's like the spirit of Voldemort, maybe. Oh no, he's gone to come back every film except for the third one. I don't think he's even mentioned in the third one. Yeah, he is, because people are like, oh, Sirius Black's working for Voldemort. Little did we know. Get well. Why leave him get well cards? He's in a magic school with enchantments, healing spells. If you know how to use them. If you don't, then you'll make their arms all flebby. Albus is like, I can't leave this school for one minute <laughs> without shit going down. <laughs> the faculty doesn't give two craps about student safety. I, I wouldn't be shocked if Professor McGonagall was like, oh, you know. You're in a magical school, of course they're fine. Everybody must die sometime, Harry. Exposition, exposition. It was your brilliant idea to put the safety of the school and the world at large in the hands of a child. Good job, Voldemort. <laughs> you know what? It might as well be. Good job, Dumbledore. You know what? I sense some evil afoot, but you know what? I'm going to rest our bets on this child who has no idea what he's doing. It's a good thing Dumbledore has the gift of divinity. <laughs> Is that how he kills Voldemort in the final film? He, like, touches him to death? <laughs> Love. Oh, yes. The great trope. 
Alas, earwax. Yeah, I don't I don't even I don't even fuck with Birdie Bot's every flavored beans. I stick with my old faithful green apple ones. Alas, earwax. That's basically the et tu brute of uh Harry Potter. <laughs> then falls Caesar. Aww. Ah, you thought? Here begins the great Hogwarts tradition of, of just screwing up the results and just giving the house cup to Gryffindor. Oh, oh, who's in second place? Who's in second place? Oh, oh. Yeah, that's my Ravenclaws. Hell yeah. And in first place, the fuck boys and girls. Yeah, you get banners. Congrats. That's all the prestige you get. He looked... <laughs> Alan Rickman, he looked like Orson Welles. <laughs> he looked like Orson Welles clapping in Citizen Kane. <laughs> I wonder if that's what he was, like, taking inspiration from. Snape was like, I didn't hear about this. Wow, she knew about the Devil's Snare. Good job. It's no going into the kid, the girls' bathrooms to find a troll by yourself and nearly getting yourself killed, but okay. Look at Hagrid. He's so proud of his children. Me? You! But no one saw it! <laughs> what are you talking about? Me? Fuck you, Draco. You little bitch. <laughs> you know Dumbledore was trying to make this... If he wanted Gryffindor to win the house, he would have just said, Okay, give him all the points. But no, he wants to twist it. He wants to twist the knife in Slytherin's backside. He's making a big performance out of this. He didn't have to tie it and then be like, five points to break the tie. Dumbledore wanted to shit all over Slytherin so bad. That's why he made a big show of this. Yeah, that boy's gonna grow up to be a sexy man. You don't know it yet. I mean, you do, because it's 2022. As recording this.
It's a good thing the house cup gets you nothing but banners. <laughs> That's probably why Dumbledore doesn't care about it. He's like, oh, it's just banners. I like how I love how everyone's cheering because everyone hates Slytherin. <laughs> At least it's not Slytherin. At least it's not Slytherin. It's like whenever the Patriots lose to the Giants in the Super Bowl. <laughs> everyone's go Giants! Everyone's rooting against the Patriots and not so much rooting for the Giants. Yay! Time to go home. Boy, that was a very boring year for everyone not in the main quartet of people. I said quartet. I'm not sure who the fourth person is. Maybe Hagrid? He's not really a teacher. I mean, he is in the third movie, but... Hey, we never see that again, right? I think we see it at the beginning of Chamber of Secrets, actually. I think he's reading it underneath his blankets at the Dursleys. Okay, so why would Harry look into the mirror of Erised forever and lose his mind, but why would he not do the same thing for that picture? Look at Harry, little vengeful child. This is his home now. This is such a Christopher Columbus ending. <laughs> it smells like Home Alone. Harry Potter and the Philosopher Stone. Even on Wikipedia, it says in the Philosopher's Stone. Released in the United States, India, and the Philippines as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Wow, interesting. I think that's the only time they did that. This, the book probably became such a massive hit in the United States, and they're like, oh, I guess we got to appeal to all English speakers. Mark Radcliffe. Pardon? Uh, David Heyman. Paul Heyman? <laughs> no. Uh, so yeah, that was Harry Potter and the Philosopher, the Sorcerer's Stone. I apologize. I'm doing it now. I'm getting all British on you all. Never go full British. British. Dun, 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 dun. It's a very John Williams score. So yeah, I do enjoy, uh, I, I enjoy Harry Potter in general. Um, 
I liked the first three movies. Like I said, the only reason I didn't keep going was just... Be, you know what? By the time they got to the fourth story, I was, already, I was like, in high school, I think, at that point. And I think that, like, my pretentiousness was kicking in. And I was like, oh, everyone's into Harry Potter. Oh, I'm too good for Harry Potter. I'm... Uh, uh, if you look at my Enneagram Type 5, uh, there's a lot of um, uh, intellectual arrogance. <laughs> and I, th I was probably like, oh, I'm a hipster now, and everyone's into this. I want to be into something different. So I was probably watching, like, John Carpenter Dark Star or something instead of Harry Potter. But, uh, no, that's not fair to Harry Potter because it is a wonderful story. And I'm not one for argumentum ad populum. But a lot of people are into this series and continue to be in love with it for a reason. So, uh, Sean Biggerstaff, yeah! <laughs> um, so yeah, one of the best things about the runtime. Oh, I've got my delivery on the way, nice. So I've got to end this, my groceries are almost at my door. So thank you guys for watching. I'll see you guys next time with the next film. Like I said, I'm going to try to get Fusion and or Aaron and or both of them. I don't know. Uh, to watch some of these. So maybe for the next one, we'll have one of them tagging along for some fun rides. So I will see you guys then. And have a good one. Farewell. <laughs>